It's time to rock and roll! Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. Uh, Gene's not with me today. He's off covering uh, the aftermath of Beyond Fest. Um, what's happening this week? Matt and I just saw Halloween Ends. Uh, so go check that out for Spooky Season's shenanigans. We're doing the Jordan Peele retrospective we talked about. So get ready for that. Uh, my cat is in the background tap dancing. So if anyone hears that, that's what that is. Um, today's a very special episode because while we talk about movies on here, we also talk about other stuff too, like mental health, therapy, jokes that may be in bad taste that we're not going to bring up today. Uh, my guest today is Sarah Bellardi. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, You are also my cousin, which I'll just get out of the way right now, too. (laughs) So we go back pretty far, obviously. Um, But for for the people who may not know you, which I'm assuming is basically all of my listeners, um, tell me a little bit about yourself as if we had just met right now for the first time. Yeah. So yes, I'm Sarah Bellardi. Um, I am Diego's cousin and I've grown up in Los Angeles my entire life. Um, right now during, um, the day I'm a social worker at a hospital. Um, I graduated with my master's in social work in 2016 and I've been social work in since, and I'm also, um, do therapy on the side. So I have a private practice for, as a mental health therapist, where I see, um, adults struggling with anxiety, depression, past trauma, um, you know, identity issues, cultural things. Um, so that's a little bit about me and what I do. Yeah. When did, uh, you, you first find, cause I know you're really passionate about this stuff, which is also what we're here to talk about today because you wrote a book about yeah. certain certain issues. Yeah, I forgot. Have. I forgot to mention that. I'm not this is, I'm not the best at this. Um yeah, yeah I just wrote a book. <laughs> um it's called The Anxiety and Relationships Workbook. Um it just came out on October 11th. It's on Amazon for $17.99. Um and it was it's you know just tailored to help people struggling with anxiety and relationships and romantic relationships and friendships. Um, you know, I think it's something that every single person deals with, right. Regardless of if it's jealousy in your intimate relationship, if it's, you know, um, kind of like paranoid thoughts about friendships, like things like that come up often. So this has been a project that I've been working on recently. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, uh, earlier view copy yes. and a, a, a digital one so it was really interesting to kind of I've never talked to you about your career basically so this right. was like on one on one hand it was very helpful personally on the other hand it was very cool to see what you've been up to when we're not talking about uh family, family. parties and yeah and how crazy the family tea they yeah, the fam- <laughs> yes I uh one time you caught me live tweeting our family events because yes. they're very funny. That was the uh, best thing. I miss that. Maybe well, Christmas this year. Maybe. It, it depends how much red wine there is. Yes, that's uh, true. But um, yeah, also some people are weird on Twitter now. So I, I try not to tweet too much about <laughs> my personal life. This is the most open 
I will be for a long time on, okay. on one of these podcasts. Okay, noted. I won't embarrass you. <laughs> no, no. It's, I embarrass myself because I do a podcast and, and I'm in my 20s. So that's that's how I take care of that. Uh, I got that covered is what I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, as, as a movie-related podcast, uh, I got questions about film and therapy yeah. and, and social dynamics. But before we get totally. into that... This is just a general icebreaker I do with all the guests. What have yeah. you been watching recently? Movie, television? You could hate yeah. it, you could love it. Just what's yeah. So I don't life? know if there's right part of me is like, oh my God, I'm on Diego's podcast. He's such the like film person. And sometimes we feel like, oh, or is what we're watching good enough for Diego? <laughs> but so you're gonna hate this. But um, I watch a lot of reality TV. Um, I think part of the career field that I'm in is very heavy a lot of the times, right? I'm hearing a lot of really sad moments, a lot of um, difficulty in people's lives. So I like coming home. I love right now 90 Day Fiance on TLC. Have you ever watched it? I never have, but I, I should also make clear, like the running joke on the internet is that I like everything, but in the real world, it's that I like nothing. And I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> every time we talk about something, I'm like, oh, I like that. Like Javi and I yeah. uh, will talk about Tom Hardy and Venom. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know where this comes from. I don't know. I'm but sorry. <laughs> maybe we're projecting onto you. Maybe. But no, it, <laughs> but, it's fine. But no. if you ever need because it's people's lives these reality tv shows that are just hilarious um so i watch 90 day fiance i'm watching the handmaid's tale right now um do you watch that i don't but i have hulu now so okay i can watch it now okay yeah i feel like maybe the handmaid's tale will come up as we talk more about it because it's um you know that it's dark, right? You yeah, know that it's pretty yeah. dark. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of relationship context in it on like this far side of the spectrum that is like these really abusive relationships and like out of the box relationships. And it's interesting that it, that's become a part of like society now, like these terrible relationships that, you know, I know it's not based in reality, but um, people are taking it in on the daily, right? These TV shows, these movies with these like crazy things happening in relationships. And we absorb that as humans. Um, so it's just an interesting piece of TV and movies right now, I think. Yeah, uh, you, you cut out for like a second there when you were transitioning into Handmaid's Tale and talking about the uh, reality television. But like, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't like... I definitely don't judge anyone for watching reality TV. I don't really get anything out of it. It's just mm -hmm. not my interest. You know, some people like mm -hmm. sports. Some Like, I like sports. I can't break down play-by-plays of, right. of a Super Bowl game, you know? Right. But I like it. And so yeah. I think there's, there's value in that. It's, it's totally fine to, like, engage and enjoy yeah. something that's, you know, maybe not, uh, like, who doesn't like fast food? You know? Right. Right. That's, that's totally fine. Exactly. It's nice to just like relax at the end of the day and like have something on that you don't have to be like a hundred percent engaged in. You know, it takes not that much energy to watch reality TV sometimes. So I'm a real housewives person. <laughs> I'm a, you know, uh the bachelor, like all the things, all the crummy guilty pleasure TV is is up my alley. But um I'm a big uh Grey's Anatomy fan um yeah the hulu shows okay okay um 
Do you know who Kyle Richards is? Yes, of course I know who Kyle. She's been all up on the on the Instagram, right? At BravoCon. She was there and well, I, this is perfect because uh, she is in the Halloween franchise, which yes. I've covered ev- now a dozen films yeah. in that series. And she came back for the new ones. And right. so, have you seen any of those? Like, I yes. Like- yes, okay. I have. And I, I think Javi and I are going to go see Halloween Ends probably this week. I'm not a big, I get like really timid with the horror stuff, but um, I want to see her in it. And she like, um, it was a part of the Real Housewives season this year, right? Her filming that and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like fun to watch Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And Jamie Lee Curtis was even on it. (laughs) That's great. She's great. Um, All right. I I can say this because I just recorded the episode. I haven't shared my thoughts publicly at the time Mm -hmm. of you and I recording this. Mm -hmm. It's a deeply strange film. It's not like a slasher it's like a drama for like a straight hour oh. so, um it's weird I loved okay. it but okay you it, I think people are gonna think it's boring like, okay but that but I might like that because that doesn't sound like a traditional like horror thing where I'm gonna be like in suspense the entire time yeah yeah okay there, there's that definitely might be... like violence in the back half but it's really like yeah. how how does someone become a monster? How does someone Ooh. become like a Michael Myers type? Like what? Ooh, what I like that, that actually. Yeah. I like movies that that break down the why and the how. And a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. But for me, I like to like, okay, so how did we get here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I definitely think that's what I like as someone who is like writing themselves now too I have to think about like what goes into like a character like people aren't born as like as a a antagonist or protagonist you you become this because of structures in your life your choices your actions actions that are done to you yeah you know so did you watch Hocus Pocus too I did not watch Hocus Pocus oh my god Diego I know I know I like Hocus Pocus. I'm a Hocus Pocus fan. Okay, so are you going to watch it? Can I tell you a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. So the whole first, like, 10 minutes is about, like, how they beat the three sisters came to be, right? So it's exactly that. Like, it's, like, the why. It's, like, about their – it starts off as them, like, teenagers. So you should should watch it. Okay, okay. (laughs) I – was that was that the viewing at the, at the the family? No, we actually <laughs> just watched the Dodger game instead. Okay. So you- <laughs> okay, okay, um, yeah, yeah, I will watch Hocus Pocus too because I like I like Hocus Pocus and mm-hmm. I like like did you see uh, uh, the monsters? No, um, I did. Okay, it's it's like it's for babies, but I loved it. Yeah, so, you never know with uh, movies, right? What's yeah. gonna draw you in? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like I was talking about like where I get like my ideas and like what I get excited about when I'm writing mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that now what excites me about movies like really character driven stuff um where did your ideas for not just your career but this book uh come mm-hmm. from where where like mm-hmm. where's that yeah. inspire inspiration yeah. come from yeah so to my mom is a social worker. We have the same degrees and I grew up with her always really loving her job. Like she would come home and, and 
want to go back to work <laughs> or like she would come home and be like, oh, I just, you know, I love the connections I make, the people I talk to, the communities I work with. So I think that's like what probably hooked me into the career. And then I've always loved like hearing people's stories, pe hearing people's feelings, like connecting with people one-on-one, -on -one, which is such an important piece of the career. Um, and the job. So I think that's what brought me into therapy. Um, this book, <clears throat> it was kind of like a all over the place um, that led up to it. But I always thought like it would be fun to write a book and there's, you know, not as much on mental health and anxiety. Um, I'm a big worrier. I have a lot of anxiety. So it's something that has always been of interest to me. And then when Javier and I, Javier's my husband, when Javier and I got married three years ago, we hadn't lived together before. And that was a huge transition for the both of us, right? To get to be married, to be living together for the first time, to be joining families. And I was like, oh no, this is gold. Like I need to write about this. <laughs> like this is stuff that you know, everyone relates to and no one's talking about. Like, I don't know if I've told you this story, but like the first week we got home from being married, we went to Wingstop together and we were like, oh, we'll just share wings. Right. And we got like a 15 piece or whatever, came home where we're watching a movie. It was a horror movie and I'm, I don't like them. Right. So I was like very on edge about it. I'm like eating my little wing and like paying attention to the movie. I swear to God, just one wing. I put the wing down to get another wing. The rest are gone. And Javier had eaten 14 of the wings that we, and I had never been more mad in my life. Like I was like, get out of my house. Like you ate 14 wings while I ate one in a meal that we had decided to share. Right. And so that's like a silly story, but there's all these things that come up when you're in a relationship. Right. And so, Fast forward three years I, to get to the book, I was actually um, approached on Instagram because I have a therapy Instagram at Sarah Bellardi Therapy. Link in the <laughs> um, description, of course. <laughs> um, um, a publishing company who works with first time writers in like self help categories reached out to me there. And I was like at a point in my life where I was like, I'm just going to say yes to everything and take every opportunity I can. Um, and so that's kind of how the process started with the book. All right. And how long were you working on this? Because I just have to say, like, it's super impressive and I'm super proud of you for writing it because it, 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 is, it is a terrific, it is terrific material and uh, a great workbook. But a lot of people say, like, oh, I'm, everyone's writing a book. Yeah. Everyone is always writing a book. Yeah. Not many people finish it, but yes, everyone talks that's about true. it. So what, how long did it take you to yeah. figure it out? And then yeah. So the publishing company was really great. They offered a lot of support and like they had the idea for the book and they, and then I like added my input um, and I did all the writing. So the, all the writing is mine. They were just really helpful in the editing process and things like that and like shifting ideas to make sense. Um, um, so it took me about three or four months to write. And I, I was like, writing it every day, right? Like after work, like just like writing. Um, and then it took a, oh, let's see, March, April, May, June, July, August, October. So seven months from start to finish, which is wow. pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Not, not everyone can uh, 
can do that. Not everyone can commit to writing every yeah, day through their hard. own. It's it's yeah. hard, yeah, through their own yeah. volition or like, you know, you come back from work and you're just like drained and right. it's hard right. to do anything after a long yeah. day or a long week and stuff like that. So that's yeah, that's yeah. really impressive. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's so hit or miss. I remember sometimes I would like be like, I don't know. Like I cannot even think of the next word to put down. <laughs> like I can't. And then sometimes you're just rolling with it. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a great, you know? So it's, I think I had to like sit down, like allow myself at least an hour to sit down and try. And sometimes it would go into three hours and sometimes it was like, I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how that is. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like, cause I'll always try to like write at least something in my notes app, you know, I'm like, here's an mm-hmm. idea for another idea I have here. The, that's a sentence. Yeah. Uh, I could, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then probably this, let me move to my laptop. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, it's three in the morning. I better, I better go to right. sleep because holy shit. Right. <laughs> it it's is so a funny. Tuesday night. <laughs> so funny how the brain works that way, right? Different settings are good yeah. at different times for creativity. Yeah. Are you more of a morning writer, day writer, night writer? day night day night yeah not morning I don't do any I can't function in the morning (laughs) are you that way I love writing in the morning I love waking Mm. up at four o'clock five o'clock in the morning there's Mm. nothing happening the world is silent um I've become a a coffee shop writer again I I really liked doing that when I was uh, working in newsrooms and stuff like that and now I like it again you know for a while there were a couple years there where no one could leave the house but now I'm like, I'm back in like the group of it. And it's, it's nice. I, I don't really I like, like writing at home too much anymore. Yeah. This is like my place of rest now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. And good. podcasting, but uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, pivoting back to movies a little bit, cause that's what, that's all I know how yeah. to talk about. Uh, are there any like movies that you think generally portray like healthy relationships on film? Because this workbook, again, it's an anxiety and relationships workbook. It's to help you determine a romantic, platonic, but loving relationships, like the energy you give to each other, how to process your feelings about them. And as we're watching movies, you know, like generally speaking, we're witnessing, we're experiencing feelings that a movie provokes in Mm -hmm. us. So following characters Mm -hmm. in there, um, if there's like a a gross, unhealthy relationship, uh, it might might feed you certain things, right? It doesn't mean you're going to be a bad person for enjoying it. There's plenty of movies with problematic shit in it that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite rom-coms is um she's all that and mm-hmm. that's a very problematic movie yeah but I saw it when I was in eighth grade and so I'm in, it's got the little nostalgia button you know I watch yeah. it and like, whoop, feelings but yeah. it's uh it's not healthy so yeah. um, is there anything that springs to mind for you when you watch a movie you're like this is a a healthier relationship yeah here yeah I was thinking about this a lot because really interestingly, there's not a lot out there that portrays healthy relationships, right? Um, Like I always talk to clients, like, where is this, like, who is benefiting from this anxious thought you're having, right? Because it's not you, clearly, right? It's not you, like, and normally it's society, right? It's society and the world we live in and this, like, you know, where there's unhealthy relationships everywhere, right? If we see people yelling at each other instead of talking on TV, on Instagram, on all these things, right? That's what we're going to think is normal. Um, Because there's not, there's not a lot out there. I was thinking really hard about it. And one movie that 
I think maybe, and you're going to have to help me out with this, but is like Spider-Man No Way Home. Really? Yeah, because I'm, I can't think of like, right, there's support, right? MJ and Peter are supportive of each other. There, there's transparency there, right? Because they, she knows his situation in the beginning, at least. And uh, he, she supports him through it all. He's constantly thinking about her, right? And thinking what the best thing for her is, Um like, I haven't seen it in like a year, but I don't know. What do you think when I say that? I'm going to get lit up in the response to this episode because I've been very vocal about how little I liked that movie. Oh. And so now there's, I just, I see it coming. Like, <laughs> I see the train coming. Um, <laughs> I think the writing of the characters in that series right now is generally not very good. Yeah. But I think you bring up a very interesting point in that, like, my problem is with like the, the more the origin right. stuff for this character and like there's a whole yeah is it a good movie this. like I'll yeah, defer to you but like do <laughs> do they have a healthy relationship right I, like I think, potentially yes, yeah. yeah like yeah. like my problem this is for just talking about it anyways is that outside of her relationship to Peter Parker I don't know who that version of MJ is and That's very Zendaya true. is a fantastic actor she's got it very true. I, I want to see she was in three movies and she's like doesn't mm-hmm. I don't know who she is what's her home look like yeah. you know yeah sorry I, I don't need yeah. to go down that train no I, and I I agree with you I remember watching it being like what like what like it was hard to it was harder to connect a little bit mm-hmm. right she did a great job in the role but it, I I see what you're saying like but where where you know what's going on <laughs> like <Yeah>. right <laughs> Um, but, but they have a, a healthy relationship, I think for the most part, from what I see, mm-hmm. right. There's a lot of tenderness there. There's a lot of care for each other, right. Wherein even like the original Spider-Man, right. It's all based on lies, right. She doesn't know who he is, right. She's in multiple relationships, right. He's right. Like it's, um, so it evolved in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, Cause I, and I know Javi will back me up on this. We kind of like love those first three a lot. Yes. And like for as, as the, the, the writer, I guess, side of this, to me, that's like the conflict that has to be overcome. You know, they can't be together mm-hmm. until Spider-Man 2 where yeah. they have to be fully open with each other. Well, yeah. he has to be open with her and yeah. she has to show him that like, hey, you can't make all her decisions for him. It's the whole right. thing. But um, right. and then like... Uh, I think we've talked about this before too, but I really love the show New Girl, you yes. know, and there's a lot of very immature nonsense with those characters, intentionally so, yeah. and as the show progresses, you know, they open up, the the, the men yeah. become less, like, uh, stuck in their, like, toxic masculinity ways, mm-hmm. and they, like, they grow and change, and then they mm-hmm. become more fulfilled adults, and mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. they explore healthier yeah. manners, stuff like that. Um, the show has other problems, but, like, that's definitely one that pops to my mind, yeah. at least in terms of like a, a yeah. healthier representation, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because it really just doesn't make good TV, right? Like it doesn't make good movies. It doesn't make good, you know, good TV shows. Like I think similarly to like in real relationships, right? A lot of people get hooked on that like flame or that instant chemistry or, you know, the girl or guy or whoever who you know, said one thing and then did something different. And now I'm intrigued. Right. And, um, it's the same with TV, right. They don't want to make TV about healthy, stable relationships where everything's good. And there's two happy people with no issues, right. They don't want to make movies about that. You know what, actually, like, this is not 
specifically about healthy relationships. It might be, but have you ever seen Magic Mike 2? Yes. I, that is a movie without like any conflict and it's just guys hanging out yeah. trying to please women across the country. Yeah. Like genuinely, like not taking advantage of them, like genuinely giving their bodies for their yep. entertainment. And I'm like, I, I think that kind of rocks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, good for them. Um, yeah. I, it's either conflict or hot bodies, right? Those are the two yeah. that make, yeah, you know, Fluffy's that make not, Hollywood go. <laughs> yeah. Cause like Fluffy's with them, the comedian, mm-hmm. he's not stripping with them. He's, he's driving yeah. them around. He's chauffeuring yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a very, true. it's a very, I didn't think about that. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any movies that you love, like despite their shortcomings in uh, the relationship categories? Yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for a good romantic comedy, and they're all, I mean, they're all, right? Like, I'm just like anyone else, right? I'm not want, I'm attracted to movies that have chaos in them also, right? But, like, um, I love the movie Crazy Rich Asians, right? He doesn't even tell, he doesn't even tell her that he's a billionaire like she has no idea and flies across the country with him and she's on this beautiful jet and she doesn't even think to ask a question like what's going on you know um and he like leaves her hanging with with his family and things like that so um that's I really like that movie but you know that's not overall it's not like extraordinarily toxic I don't think um Mm. there have you seen that movie I have. I like that movie. You have. I love like classics like Father of the Bride. They have a pretty, um, the mom and dad have a pretty open relationship. Back then there were a lot of like, like the couple gets engaged after like two months together abroad or whatever. Like that was like pretty classic. Um, You know, the notebook, of course, like (laughs) if you ever need a good cry is always great to watch, but that's extraordinarily toxic relationship. Uh, But that was in a different time, right? It's so interesting to talk about like how important communication is in a relationship now versus back then when you could only write letters to each other. Like maybe they were, you know, they were communicating the best they could. Yeah. Right now we have like every form of communication possible. So there's a lot more effort needed to be a good communicator. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, most, I mean, like, I wish you had watched The Handmaid's Tale. I would love to have a conversation. You got to no, watch I mean, it. I mean, go for it. I'll watch it. Cause like when, when I'm like super into something, um, I'll tend to pay attention to like the writing, the filmmaking, the acting, like if the yeah. story spoiled for me, it's kind of disappointing sometimes, yeah. but I can like engage with it without like having to be surprised or not. Yeah. So if there's, yeah. a, if there's something that. You well, really it's just so it, it's just like, it has really, I mean, I'm sure there are other um, TV shows or movies that have also made this impact. But for me, it's been interesting, like, right in the show, right. There's a lot of rape involved in the show. Uh, one husband like cuts off the wife's finger for disobedience. Like there's a lot of really intense, um, like very just intense things. Right. And I always think about like what that does to us, right. As the viewers watching that, um, because it's something that was never part of our, like mind right we would never think that we would never think to cut off our partner's finger 
right? And then we watch a show or we watch a horror film or we watch something. And now that is a part of us, right? Not that we would do it, but that it's like there, you know what I mean? And so in today where we have such a, like, is the right word lexicon? Like it was such a, Mm -hmm. such a thing to pull from. Like, I just wonder how that affects people in relationships. It's like, oh, I'm not that bad. I watched this person cut off his wife's finger, you know, the other day on TV, or I watched the uh, Dahmer documentary. You know what I mean? Like that has to be getting to us somehow. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, just random thoughts. <laughs> no, no, I, I could. That's why I asked you to come on. Cause I, I like, I think it's important to think about that stuff. Like, again, not that it's necessarily in our brain chemistry for us to act upon. I don't, correct, I'm correct. Ba- I think, right. Like, definitely. Not. Yeah. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no, uh, uh, violence in movies is going to make other right. people do violence. Like not that, right. but, but just like the, the subliminal thoughts about how we, uh, project ourselves and like, well, mm-hmm. if I didn't, I, I'm not, I'm not that bad or I'm better than that. So this mm-hmm. is, this is good. Exactly. You know? Or like, uh, exactly. Um, maybe you think like, like rom-coms. I also, I, I got a soft spot for a lot of rom-coms too, but you know, there's just like a structure to them where it's like the meet cute, the conflict, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the resolution and the happy mm-hmm. ending. And it's like, that's not, that's great for movies. Cause that's structured. Yeah. real life is not structured right. it's a bunch of disparate things firing at all cylinders in every direction you're trying to latch onto something yeah. relationships are not gonna fall right. into a, a, a formula for you to, right. to process right. and solve you know yeah yeah and I think similarly like movies also do wonderful things for people right they make people mm-hmm. feel um, understood and, and like they have friends and, and family and people who get them. Right. So it's just, you know, it's on both sides. It's on both sides of the spectrum there, but it's just interesting how much, you know, we're, we're viewing a screen 80, 90% of the day. Right. Like, and so all of that is internalizing in us and um, affecting us, right. Positively, negatively, whatever it is. So, so great time to have a podcast about movies because there's a lot, (laughs) so much to talk about. Yeah. I, I think so. Every once in a while, I'm like, do I have that much more to say? And then I'll see something. I'm like, oh, I got to talk yes. about this. Yeah, you know? Like the other day I was, I was rewatching Paddington as one does. And I'm like, I'm like, why am I crying? You know, like, <laughs> uh, have you and Avi seen Paddington? This is completely unrelated. No, but... no, no, we haven't. Should we? You guys should watch Paddington yeah. and Paddington too. Yeah. yeah. What are your like, um, like recommendations of the season right now? Is that a big question? Uh, Kind of, but no, no, no. Let me, let me, let me take a look. Hold up. I, <laughs> Um, I don't know if I've told you guys there's an app called Letterboxd everyone who's listening to the podcast regularly is rolling their eyes at me referencing it but um it's just where I go to like log all my movies uh I would recommend Halloween Ends to you specifically because Mm -hmm. I know what your interests are in like uh, the construction of identity and stuff like that yeah um Smile if you want like a nice little little poppy horror I I had a lot of fun with Smile and then Barbie I, I, wait, I really like smile. Wait, what was the third? Sorry. Barbarian. Barbarian. Okay. Really? You liked smile. Did you not? I, I can't, I haven't seen it, but okay. I can't even watch the commercial. Okay. okay. It just like, I'm like, they're going to traumatize me with <laughs> smiles. <laughs> like, I can't. It's uh, it's fun. If you like, uh, 
if you like something that's going to make you like kind of pop out of your seat and throw the popcorn in the air, you know, that, that's okay. a good one. Okay. I don't think it's like a slam dunk, but it's like perfect for right now. If you want to get like yeah. a squad together or something. Did you see it in the theater? Yeah, right. I did. I double featured okay. Barbarian and Smile. Smile's not as good. Smile's good, but it's not that good. Uh-huh. Barbarian is like, it's very strange. Both yeah. Halloween Ends and Barbarian are very strange films and I'm glad they're made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't look You're... up anything about Barbarian. Okay, be <laughs> surprised. It. Yeah, just watch it. Okay. Are you big on horror films then? I huge. am huge on horror films. Huge. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was I was uh, I was a scaredy cat when we were when we were younger, but now... Yeah, cuz I don't think we've ever like watched a horror film together. No, like, we, either, we were, why would we do that in childhood? I guess. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of other people did. Um, yeah. We we were we were big Disney Channel kids, though. Yes. We, yeah. I think we definitely saw the original Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah. I was even thinking about like when I was just thinking about coming on here and talking to you. Like I was like, oh, there's got to be one Disney movie that has a really healthy relationship. Wrong. There is not one. <laughs> I literally looked up every single one and was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> and then our children are just watching that all day long. Like it's just right. So many wonderful memories come from them, but also there's a lot of impact on on these things, right? With movies, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's totally true. Like my favorite Disney movie is probably like Lilo and Stitch or Fantasia. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. F- Fantasia is, is like straight up racist segments in it, yes. and they're like bad and should never be made again. Yes, but the, I find the film very moving in yeah. spite of that, you know. And it's yeah. like I think that's kind of the, uh, the a nice trajectory that we understand where things went wrong. We can right. we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We can appreciate yes uh, artistic expression and yeah. also be like, but that one was bad. Don't do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's not take that with us into the future. Let's learn from it and move past it. I yeah that's what I try to do anyways yeah in mental health it's like a big uh thing to use like and statements instead of but statements right so it's like you can you know have appreciation for something and understand that that was racist or that was you know they should have done that better right like the and of things is is helpful for us right Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially with art yeah oh yeah I mean you're you're talking about like real stuff that matters. Your career is about stuff that actually matters. I'm like, yeah, no. I, I like the last Star Wars, you know? No, no, <laughs> movies matter. Movies change people's lives. Movies give people reason to to have hope, right? To be happy, right? It's a big, it's all interconnected. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the big takeaway we can we can end today with. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you had, I didn't, I didn't lean like this. I didn't set this up at all right now, but I'm going to ask anyways. <laughs> if you had like one piece of relationship advice to give from yeah. uh, your your professional therapist now you're married yeah. you're doing very well for yourself mm-hmm. and i'm very mm-hmm. proud of you but what or and what can you leave uh yeah uh, for a piece of advice for people uh, who yeah. are maybe uh, a little anxious or insecure about sure. relationship stuff sure yeah i think something really helpful and this is hard right a lot about mental health is hard right it's not easy work to go to therapy it's not easy work to think about your life critically none of it's easy but i think like when we're talking about anxiety remembering that communication builds connection right and avoidance builds distance 
right? So if you're, if you're feeling yourself wanting to avoid hard conversations, um, you know, just things that you need to say to your partner, your friend, your parent, right? Whatever. And you want to avoid that because you don't want the conflict. You don't want the things, right? That's going to just set you farther apart, right? The more we communicate, whatever form of communication it is, right? I mean, not toxic communication, (laughs) um, um, is a way to build connection, is a way to get closer, is a way to um, build something stronger, right? So I think that's an important thing. And I think, you know, um, people out there, um, it's important to, to feel worthy enough for therapy, right? Therapy, if you feel, if you've thought about it before, like take the step, right? Do it. Like not a lot of people spend an hour talking about themselves or thinking about themselves, right? Like if you're thinking about it, take the step, reach out to your insurance, go on psychologytoday.com, look it up, right? um, Spending time with yourself, dedicated time with a professional who can help you through some of these things can be really life-changing, really beneficial for a lot of people. Uh, I'm not talking to you. No, no, no. No, no, but hey, hey, everyone need, needs a hand sometime, myself included. Uh, Sarah Blurry, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing uh, these these great words, your great book. Uh, again, that's Anxiety and Relationships Workbook. Uh, link in the description to all versions thank of the you. podcast. Uh, where can people find your presence on social media? You don't have to give personal ones. You can do just your therapy one or personal ones if you want to build yeah. your your follower account, I guess. Not personal. We won't do personal today, yeah. but... It's just, you know, being a therapist, right? We have to have this level of, you know, just professionalism. But um, yeah, yeah, you can find me at Sarah Bellardi Therapy um, on Instagram. It's B-E-L-A-R-D-E. That's where you can find me. There's links there to the book, to reaching out to me for personal therapy, to reaching out to other therapists. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. All right. Again, thank you so much. Uh, it was thank great you. having you on. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. And for everyone else, uh, check out the rest of our podcast over on uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Patreon, YouTube, uh, where you can see this version of it with the video. Uh, like and subscribe. If you didn't like this episode, uh, what the hell? Uh, but like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. Again, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Unprofessional.